Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 84, and boy, do we got plenty and plenty to talk about tonight. We have Club America news all around. We have the arrival of Francisco Guillermo Choa to Las Aguilas in America. We got a little bit of Campeones Cup that we'll be discussing with our guests tonight. And we're going to be previewing what would potentially be Guillermo Choa's debut in Liga MX against Morelia in this upcoming Jornada Cinco of this weekend so plenty and plenty to talk about we'll also be discussing a little bit of the ladies and we'll be uh uh you know just giving you guys a full recap of what happened against toluca in the previous week so plenty and plenty to talk about a deep dive up ahead but without further ado let me introduce as always my co-host mr dylan jimenez aka cowboy dan how are we dylan What's up, Queens? Everything's going good here in the great state of Texas. Alrighty, alrighty. You you uh you got your sweater on? I heard it's pretty cold out there. Yes, that cold front just came in right now and it's getting really chilly outside, so gotta put the sweater on. Nice, nice, nice. And returning to the podcast as always is our best friend of the podcast, I would say at this point. It's uh <laughs> it's Mr. Brian. Brian, how are we? Uh we're pretty good. I'm glad to be back, you know. It's good to be back on, talk a little bit of Club America, a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of stuff, a lot of discussions, a lot of things to talk about. And later on in the podcast, we'll be joined by none other than uh, ESPN's own Mr. Tom Marshall. So we'll be awaiting his arrival for whenever he does make his cameo appearance. It's kind of like one of those Avenger movies, Dylan. Yeah, it is. It really is. Alrighty. I was going to say part. 28 Days Later, like a horror movie. <laughs> oh. We can oh, never get rid of these guys. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a horror movie enthusiast like you, Ryan. All right, sorry, my bad. Well, he's missing out, isn't he? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Definitely. All righty then, gentlemen. Let's dive into what was last week's match against Toluca. I think that's a perfect place to start off. Give us a recap of exactly what happened within the team, uh, within the league. Uh, Getting ourselves three very valuable points away at Estadio de Mesio Diaz, a stadium in which we've definitely struggled in the past, but to walk away with three points, I think merits, uh, you know, a lot of respect to what Piojo and the men did out there on the pitch. But Brian, let me, let me throw the question to you first. Do you think that we merited those three points? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, this is always a difficult game. Um, as we saw, I, Club America had a little bit of a you know, a rhythm problem at some at some points in the game. Um, but I think overall, uh, despite what happened the previous week with Luca, you know, losing badly to Juarez, um, you can't you can't think about that game and just because, you know, they're going to bring their best. And, you know, a big match like that and getting three points. I, I, I watching the whole game. Ibarra scoring the goal. I, I think it was a, a really a really good a really good win for America. Dylan, what was your take on this? Because I know maybe you have a little bit of a different uh, outcome of what this game should have been for America. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but did you think America merited those three points, or do you think we were maybe a little bit more fortunate than what Brian's alluding to? Um, no, I, I can see Brian's point. You know, merited those three points. I mean, and at the end of the day, like you said, you know, uh, the three points is all that matters. And uh, moving forward in, the, in this short season too, especially whatever we're gonna get that bye week at the end of the season too. I think uh, any all the, any points that we get, especially three points, is it's gonna be crucial to us in the end. Definitely, especially on the road, right? Especially on the road, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. especially on the tough road. game. Yeah, big time. So, how did you guys think this team came out and, and they approached this game? Do you guys think that there was a, a good play? There was a good dynamic? Because I felt that the team was a little bit on the defensive side for most of the game. I, I felt like we were just kind of standoffish and we were just kind of waiting for that one moment in which we were able to counterattack. Um, I think you know. I agree. I mean, there was a little bit of choppiness, and like you have to and think about it, there, there's. So much going on with this. Players leaving, players coming in. Uh, you know, Gio's on his second game. First game he played great. This one a little bit off. I mean, it, it, it's bound to happen. Um, you know, so, I mean, for the fact that, yeah, they were not the aggressor early on. You just kind of have to, you know, like we said, kind of just have to take those three points and ride with it. Because overall, I mean, that is a really difficult place to play. Yeah, Dylan? Um. Yeah. Like Brian said, it was really choppy. There's sometimes to me, it just it just kind of seemed like more of a snooze fest that uh, nothing was really really happening for us. Um. If, if I remember correctly, we just had one shot on goal. Um. 
So to me, especially in that first half, it just it was just kind of like, in a sense, like really choppy and kind of slow for me. No, yeah, that's understandable. I think I, I agree with you too, Dylan. Uh, I wanted to see more, especially with, you know, the start of Giovanni Dos Santos, you know, with, uh, you know, everything culminating around Roger Martinez and whether or not he was going to step up to the plate and kind of be our big target, you know, player after the injury to Nico Castillo. Um, I was really expecting a little bit more from this side and kind of was a bit disappointed that we didn't get to go and see the America we were all expecting. But I think you're right, Brian. I think this is still something valuable that we should take away. And I think the team sees it as that as well. I think it's it's three points on the road and, and more of a reason for them to build and grow confidence, especially coming up into a game in which, you know, you're going to be playing mid, mid, uh, mid-week mid against, you know, a very good opposition side in, in, in the MLS. So, I think it's it's definitely something to praise, but maybe we still can ask and expect a little bit more from this club, no? A couple players get you know you used to the the rhythm of the, rhythm of the team, and like I you know Castillo is out, so like you know there, there's always these these X factors that aren't you know that are always going to be in play and. As you said, like we're going to talk about soon, there's a, ge- a game midweek. So, I mean, let's see how this team – and later on down the road in a, in a league's cup. So, I mean, there's, you know, out of league play, you know, you know league play. So, there, there's going to need a little bit of time for this, like, kind of new face of America to finally get its, you know, real bearings under itself. No, yeah, and, and especially – seeing how much we've been plagued by injuries and, you know, all these transfers and everything. It's, it's, it, it really showcases that maybe we do need to give this side a little bit more before we actually see the true colors of what this America side can bring. Um, and, you in regards, and you can't, and you can't no, really complain. I mean, they've, they're, they're, they're getting results. So that's, that's the main thing. No. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's exactly what you want from your, from your team, right? Whether you play ugly or, or, or not, I think the most important part is, did you get the result? Did you get what the objective was? Mm-hmm. I think simultaneously speaking here, maybe the objective was to walk away with a result, meaning a draw. That would have been sufficed enough for Piojo, but the fact that he gets all three points, I think that's a little bit more of an extra. Mm-hmm. For sure. Alrighty. How did you guys uh, feel about this squad? Uh, no Manuel Aguilera in the back line, so you saw Carlos Vargas. How did you How did you see this defense? How did you see uh, Oscar Jimenez, uh, Dylan? How did you just take this whole team as, uh, you know, this whole starting eleven? In regards to what we saw, um, you know, especially in the first half for me, um, I think I think the side did, I guess, in a, a decent decently well for me. I, I don't really take much away. I thought Carlos Vargas did a pretty okay job. I, I think more more of a little better job maybe than Aguilera, um, as a, a lot of criticism is following him too. Um, Probably the week is the weak league in the back line for me, but thus alas, you know we get the clean sheet. Oscar Jimenez again coming up big whenever we need him to come big. I, I think he had about three or four saves maybe total. Um, the midfield looked pretty pretty good at times too, and the uh, just that attack, you know, again, you know, we talked about it time and time again, you know, just just lacking that extra extra need, you know, whether it be the pass or you know decision making. But you know, overall, you know, it was a pretty decent performance from the team. Yeah. I think no one really kind of stood out. Maybe Renato Ibarra because of his goal. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think there was one player that actually did uh, an abundance of stuff to make you think, okay. Not, not even Guido Rodriguez, to be honest. You know, uh, I, I saw a lot of yeah. people criticizing him. Maybe that he, it wasn't his best game. But even so, uh, he was pretty solid for us. Um, I think uh, a lot of people talked about uh, Cordoba. Brian, what's your take on, on this kid and uh, the functionality that he brings to this team? I mean, such a versatile player that he can be fit into different spots. A lot of people praising him for, for that uh, very well reason. But the way I see it is, it's, yes, he can play all these versatile roles, but is he really being dominant in any of them? Well, that's the thing is, um, I'm I'm kind of a I'm a kind of a fan of his. Uh, I thought he was probably in the preseason games. I, I thought he was probably the standout for the most part. Um, but no, I mean there, there there is some truth to that where he's not like the best at any given spot. But I think you know I hate to keep saying with time with some of these players, but I think with time he's going to be um, a, a bigger role player for this team um, given his age and. You know, being you kind of like thrown into the wolves, you know, so far. So I was kind of happy with it. I think um, 
I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, I think overall, uh, I, I would like to see more uh, from him um, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan of his. I, I, I hope he pans out, to be honest. All right, definitely, definitely. Uh, Dylan, I, I, I know you uh, you you have a little bit to say about Cordoba as well. Anything to add on, or do you think Brian just hit it on the head? No, I mean, Brian, Brian hit it on the head, like, very well. Um, like I said, you know, I, I mean, you said it too, you know, it just seems like, you know, he can fit in all these different spots. But I understand at the same time, you know, he hasn't necessarily thrived. But, you know, uh, when he gets there, he gets there, you know, like I think Brian said it too, you know, you, you hate to say you want to give him time, but – you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to have to come down to. But again, I think it can be a big impact on this team, especially with like of whenever he left. Okay, definitely. So definitely a player to keep an eye on in regards to what he can prove for these upcoming games. Obviously, going to be more more involved than this team unless America goes out and buys a center mid, which doesn't look like it's actually going to come. You know, I think we're done signing players now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Interesting. Well, uh, in regards to, back to this game against Toluca, um, I think we touched about all, everything in regards to how the game went, how the team played. Um, I, you know, even though Toluca had most of the ball position, I think when you posted the um, the momentum bar, I think it was mostly all Toluca. But uh, I think what America did very well was to close off any gaps, any spaces that were there for Toluca. And whilst they did move the ball around, there wasn't any real threat going forward, especially within the first 45 minutes. I don't think there was much of Toluca where you thought, yeah, they look like they can get us any time. And anything, it, it looked like if they were going to score on us, it would have been because of our own downfall, because of our own mm-hmm. uh, own doing. So I, I think that's definitely something to, to, to look at and look ahead into what this team's maybe doing on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree with you. And, and you know, there's going to be a lot of tests coming up in both the league and outside of in in tomorrow is going to be one of them to see you know who's thrown out there and can they show up big because yeah granted it's not the biggest game tomorrow but it's going to be impressive if they can you know keep keep Atlanta off the board I mean that's that's what I want to see yeah a clean sheet would definitely make a big statement uh, especially in that center back partnership that we've got confirmation already which is going to be again Bruno Valdez and Carlos Vargas which I'm a little mm-hmm. shaky on, but uh, I, 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 you got to admit, you know, Vargas against Vargas Joseph, against... It, it, it feels a little bit scary. Possibly. It could be. But who knows? Maybe Vargas shows up and keeps him in his you pocket. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I will I will buy Vargas shirt, Vargas <laughs> jersey, if he's able to walk out and keep Joseph Martinez off the score sheet and Atlanta United on zero. Oh. I hope it happens now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll definitely, definitely see. All right, gentlemen. Uh, one last thing I want to touch about in this game against Toluca is the partnership that we saw up front between Roger and Gio. And the reason why I touch upon this is because a lot of people uh, thinking that Giovanni Santos just kind of didn't fill the role that we expected him to have in this game, especially coming on and being a starter right away, especially after the game he had against uh, Cholos. Did you guys feel that maybe that partnership wasn't good enough or, or it just didn't click? I, I felt that maybe because of Roger Martinez' tendencies to come in and drop deep and receive the ball, I felt Gio was trying to then compensate for no one being up there and trying to play that number nine role in a, in, in a position that maybe he does know how to play but hasn't quite frankly done it in such a long time. And let's face it, hasn't really been as effective. Do you think that maybe because of that he lost himself in this game and wasn't maybe open to receiving more balls because of having to deal with Roger Martinez' situation? Well, yeah, I I, I think so. And like you know, this is a still a young or a new new look to this team, so they they're gonna need to find a way to finally gel. But yeah, they definitely have different tendencies that are gonna you know be a factor. Um, I, I was expecting a little bit more. Out of Martinez, uh, but you know he, he's kind of hit or miss in some of these games. You know, some of them he's he he just takes over, and he's the one that you know is our is our huge X factor. And sometimes he's not. And uh, unfortunately, on Sunday that that just was the case. Yeah, definitely that was definitely definitely the case. But still walks away with three points, America. So something to look at, something to definitely smile about in the long run of things. But I mean. With that said, I think that's kind of all. Unless anything else you guys want to touch about in this Toluca game? No, I mean, 
good road win. Uh, they're racking up points, which is important. Um, yeah, the, the, all you can do now is just move forward. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So a good way just to so, cap off. Uh huh. Yeah, just just kind of like what Brian said too at the beginning of uh, this topic we're talking about too. Uh, you know, just. Uh, this team needs to really gel, especially like he was saying, a lot of the departures and some injuries now. Um, but, you know, th- there's still a lot of work to be done, too, if you want to see this team play good, which obviously they didn't really show show us um, Sunday. But at the end of the day, you know, the three points, we got the three points, and that's all that matters, just racking up those points, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All righty, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. It'll be a quick pick segment. Now, uh, I-, I do want to address the elephant in the room. There is no Christian Rosendo tonight, as you guys maybe already heard. We're already like 20 minutes into this. Uh, <laughs> Christian uh, got vacation approved by Dylan. So uh, because apparently I-, I was not giving enough time for him to go off. So he's down at Bora Bora right now. Uh, so wishing the best of luck. He's getting his tan on, saying he's trying to get that golden look. Dylan, what, what do you have to say to that? Um, I mean, just come back safe, man. That's all that matters. Have a good time. Definitely miss you, Christian. So have be safe. Fun. Be safe. Yes, I heard the stingrays over there are, are no joke. Yeah, nothing in the water is a joke out there. No, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so best of luck to Christian, who will be back on next week. Um, alrighty, gentlemen, let's go and move on into the next segment, a quick big segment. Uh, actually, if you guys haven't heard already, or maybe you guys will hear it afterwards, me and Dylan actually did a preview episode with uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Tim Herb from the uh, Home Before... Uh, what is it now? I'm starting to blank out here. Uh, Home Before Dark podcast, uh, Atlanta United uh podcast that talks all things about that mls side so you guys can go and listen to that we go into a deep deep dive on what to expect in regards to tomorrow's match uh from an america perspective and an atlanta united perspective so if you guys haven't checked that out make sure you guys do so it's uh it's a really good uh it's a really good listen for what's to come up in the game but uh, now that we have you here on brian i'm interested to pick your brain a little bit to see what do you what's your take on on this game especially since people are calling it as a glorified friendly with a with a shiny trophy just sticked at the end of it what do you think uh, i don't know just your 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 thoughts on this campeones cup yeah i mean it, it's really strange given that that you know this started last year tigres played toronto um that was the first edition then they threw in this leagues cup thing america's in that too <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like you're in two interleague things and it's like uh, like what do you focus on more but regardless yeah there's a trophy involved in america likes trophies you got to play your best tomorrow um I, I even if it is glorified you got you want to keep that rhythm of you know liga mx having that one extra step and to be honest atlanta united is in the middle if not later more of the later portion of their season so they all should be hitting on their their best cylinders so this is a good chance for America to have not only the League's Cup to, to potentially hit a final, but you got this situation, which is you know supposed to be the best of the best of the given leagues if, when when the, you know when they won the the championship. So you want to show up and, and play well regardless. And playing it in Atlanta, that's a beautiful stadium. Um, you want to show up. It's going to be. It's, I think it's going to be a fun game. Which, by the way, Piojo came out to say it was the best stadium in the world for him. <laughs> Which, I mean, hey, that's, that's controversial. It might, it might be. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> hey, well, I, I kind of said this, too, when we were talking about this on the pod, on, on that special edition podcast with Tim. It was, you slap uh, Mercedes in front of anything, and you would expect something nice, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, definitely something to, to look forward to in that uh, department. But, um, yeah, Dylan, kind of like what Brian said, and something we touched upon on that, po- on, on that uh, pod as well, was that uh, the expectation of... Not only just being America, but being part of the Liga Mekis trend of, of having this one up against MLS. It has that kind of, uh, you know, certain expectation that's going to kind of be looming over you this whole game. And you know that if you don't walk away with the victory, you're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be shunned not just by the main, by the media, but maybe by the whole league itself. So, I mean, just a little bit more of added weight to what is already kind of the usual pressure for, for Club America, no? Yeah, yeah, it, it really is, you know. Um, so you know, like Brian said, you know, it's a good, it's a good chance for them to come up, and, you know, show up and show out. And, you know, that that's the way it's gonna have to be for America too. You know, a trophy on the line. You know, why why not go get it? Add, add to the cabinet more. 
yeah, like you said, who doesn't like shiny stuff, right, on the on their cabinet? So it would be interesting to see exactly how America comes up with it. But I guess that's the that's what you that's kind of the expectation when you're the Elmas Grande, right? So we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see how uh, America comes out. And how do you expect America to come out, Brian? How how do you see this team coming into this game? Do you do you expect them to you know take the game to Atlanta? Do you think they'll be a little bit more conservative? You think we're gonna try to do the same as Toluca and kind of you know hold off and try to get them on the break or how do you see Piojo, you know, going into this? Yeah. I mean, given that Atlanta is, you know, it's a strong attacking team, um, in the, in the region. Uh, I, I think they're going to be a little bit more hesitant to try to get a feel of it first. It might look a little bit more defensive and then try to slowly pick apart, you know, what they can and, and then hit them offensively. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see them being ultra aggressive initially maybe the first 15 20 minutes interesting uh now tim uh who uh was uh, kind enough to do the preview with us kind of mentioned how atlanta united would most likely come out and line up saying that they'll come out with uh you know three uh three center back partnership and then they'll, you know you have your full back your full wing backs and and, and mm-hmm. you know, they'll go on from there that in its sense means a lot of space for potentially renato ibarra and Andres Ibarguen to come out and explore. Do you think that's something that, you know, America is going to try to utilize? Because we know Piojo likes to go down the wing, especially down mm-hmm. the Barra side. Do you think that's something that America is going to try to hit hard? Or do you think you're going to see a little bit more composed from, from America? I think eventually you'll start seeing America get more comfortable going down the wings. Uh, the only question is, are the crosses going to be there? <laughs> are, are they going to be able to find, find find their target? That's the only thing I'm worried about. Because yeah, those guys can those guys can fly. They can control the ball. Um, it's what happens in the end product, you know. And that's interesting that you mentioned that. You know what? It, it, might as well just start uh, by saying exactly what lineup because Piojo has confirmed exactly the starting eleven for tomorrow's match against Atlanta United. That's Oscar Jimenez in goal. That's uh, the same back four that you saw against the Lucas, Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez. Uh, Carlos Vargas and George Sanchez. You have a midfield of Guido Rodriguez and Sebastián Córdoba. Then you have your wingers being uh, Renato Ibarra and Andres Imbarguen, as mentioned previously. And then up top, you have what potentially could be either Roger as a cam or as a center forward and Henry Martin up top is what I'm understanding. Or is it the other way around? Uh, I, I think I think he might he might be he might play as a cam. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not quite sure. What what he's going to want to do in that, um, but like you said, like he he's not afraid to drop drop back a bit. So um, it'll be interesting seeing that. So that's another thing I, I'm going to be interested in seeing. But I like that lineup overall. Um, I that's, I'm actually exci- really excited to see that. And the interesting thing about it is maybe potentially the player that needs to have the biggest game, and it's probably one of the players that has been maybe playing the best football for us, and that's Roger Martinez. Mm-hmm. You know. If, yeah. if he does come in into that camp position, he has such a, a important role to play because not only is he in charge of making things happen for us on the ball and creativity, he also has a responsibility of having to try to net some goals too. I know Henry's going to be up top there as well, but I think mm-hmm. Henry's just going to play that lone striker role. And if they can link up well, I, I think this could definitely work for America's favor very, very good. I agree 100%. Dan, and that's, 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 that's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry. But I was going to say that's the thing is you you want to have multi threats, you know you just don't want to live on the wing and just sending crosses and they're, then they're empty and then Atlanta gets comfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Dylan, your take on this uh, starting eleven and what, what your expectation? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, with Brian. Too, you know, I think this is a good lineup to start out and play against the Atlanta United come tomorrow in the Campeones Cup. Um, you know, like you said, Roger Martinez, especially I think um, you argue, you know, been our best player so far. Uh, this season, you know, he's really got to show out, and especially whenever we talked about him and at the Luka game, you know, he, he's been a hit or, hit or miss, and this is the time, you know, that you got to be hit and you got to be on your end game and you got to slot some goals in the back of the net. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So uh, another thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of, you know, the elephant in the room in regards to the Atlanta United game is the turf, the, the pitch itself. How is that going to play a role in this game? And We've seen America struggle in, in, in these kind of pitches. I mean, the last time we played on, on turf was against, uh, what was it, River Plate in, in the uh, yeah. in the Tour Aguila. And, and then before that, not, that wasn't even the Tour Aguila. What was the competition called again? The, the um, su- Super Mega Bowl. 
something like that. <laughs> it was something. It was something. Like, uh, it was like colossal. There you go. The Colossus Cup. Colossus Cup. <laughs> yeah. The audacity of them to just be naming new tournaments like that. Um, so that was the last he time Jimenez played on on turf. Yeah, that was a strange game. Uh, Jimenez was not on his game on, on that one. So I, I want to see a big one, a, a big turnaround from him. Like we said, Sunday he did he did better, but um, that's one thing I noticed uh, when the last time they did play on turf. Yeah. So it, the, you know the pitch is going to be tougher. It's going to be faster, and it's going to hurt a lot more. So, uh, yeah. you know, America's always kind of struggled with within the turf pitch. Now, don't get me wrong. We have gotten results before, too. But um, I just, you know, I saw them struggle against River Plate because of the turf. And then I saw them, you know, against Cholos, you know, lose a game out and potentially maybe having to do with, you know, not adapting well to the pitch. Uh, you know, that is one of the things that does worry me because Atlanta United is so used to this because it is their home stadium. It, uh, it it does bring a little bit of a reminiscing factor of, as to whether or not, uh, you know, that's going to play a role. And and hopefully it doesn't, you know, hopefully they, they've gotten a chance to get adapted to the situation. Uh, but, you know, it, it it should be key. And also you have to think about this in, in these turf games. You're most susceptible to injuries. Mm, so, yep. yeah, you know, that's mm. something that's been plaguing us for a while as well. So it's 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 definitely nerve wracking to, to think about it. And kind of going back to your initial question of like how America should should approach this game. Is this a glorified friendly or not? All, all the all these things that we're talking about go into the play for being the home field advantage for Atlanta. You know, they've got the crowd. Obviously, I know that they're they're not going to be at full capacity, unfortunately, for them. Um, but they got the turf. I mean, there's a lot of things going their way. So, yeah, a win here is impressive regardless. Midweek game. I mean, it's it's impressive. Definitely, and on the side of Atlanta United, it it um, it's kind of two opposite spectrums. I think the the fan base is kind of divided into yes, this is an opportunity to make a statement, and this is a glorified friendly that shouldn't be taken into into consideration. Um, talking to Tim himself, he said, you know, on his end, he's actually he's excited for for it, but knows other people that maybe aren't seeing this as as something that should be highly important because, you, you, like you mentioned, Brian, you know, they're coming into the latter end of their season, so they're thinking already MLS Cup, they're thinking U.S. Open Cup final, uh, you know, they're already thinking what's going to happen, you know, uh, uh, down the road, are we going to secure first place position, where are we going to finish in the table? So they're coming to that end of their uh, of their season while we're in the mix of okay we're starting to build up play we're trying to get an identity going we're trying to see what our starting 11 is going to look like is anyone else going to get injured or sold so it's uh it, it is two opposites <laughs> right exactly so it's yeah. it's interesting but it sounds like um it sounds like both teams are uh are definitely coming into this uh kind of with the same expectation and and reality of it and that's you got to get a victory and the only other thing, too, the, the, the one thing that I, I hope I don't see this, the way I would describe it, how they played Houston, and maybe it was just because it's such it was such a fresh game coming into a new season, is they looked lazy. It just mm-hmm. there was really no fire in that game um, until uh, Benedetti got his goal. But um, that's the only thing. I don't mind if you're if you're testing out the waters and are a little bit more, you know conservative and not being aggressive but just don't lazy that's the because Atlanta will will punish you so yeah. Dylan anything else yeah, to add really to will. this no I think we pretty much hit it hit on everything too just you know just uh, like we said too you know it's a trophy you know they got make you you know in the state you know, especially in an away game in the in the stadium that we said we're, we're I guess and see what Alrighty, definitely, definitely. Come on, play. Okay, uh Brian, give me your prediction and then I'll have Dylan give me his. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a scrappy two one. Two one America. Okay. Dylan, what's uh, what's your take on on your prediction? Uh, t- two one to America. Two one. Who's your guys' goal scores? I, I'm gonna say Cordoba. Oh really? <laughs> and 
<laughs> and Martinez. Cordova and Martinez. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, should be interesting. Dylan? I'll just go with, uh, I'll just go with uh, Henry and Roger. Okay. Up top. Henry and Roger. Up top. Henry and Roger. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. As uh, anticipated before on the podcast earlier, we are joined by none other than uh, Liga Mekis English pioneer himself, Mr. Tom Marshall. Tom, how are we doing? How's uh, how's the bombazos down at uh, Mexico City? Going, going well, yeah. It's been a busy day. Been a busy day. Twice to, twice, twice to, to the airport. So, so you can imagine with so, the apologies for being so, late. Uh, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I got caught in, in the traffic, traffic and then that was it. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah, good times. Obviously, obviously to, to see the Choa, Choa, and yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was actually I was surprised. surprised. I was surprised, I was surprised by, I don't know, by, I mean, I, expect, I, mean, I expected it to be big, big, but and the, when, when I saw there wasn't that many people there, there and you think, oh, maybe, oh, maybe it's not going to be that, that many people. No, no, by, by the, the time, time he actually, actually you know, stepped out the door, it was... It was, you know, you know it, was it was crazy. crazy. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was slightly it dangerous. Was slightly dangerous, to be honest. I mean, he caught. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, I, don't I don't know. It was no, just. It was just. It was just. It was just. No, it's one of those. It's one of those things that, you know, for people who work in the game, work in journalism, or players, and you know, sometimes, sometimes you just get, get used to it and go through the emotions. emotions do you know what I mean? But it's, it's like, those kind of moments. The moments that, you know, for a fan, for a young fan watching them, watching that. That's what it's all about. That's what. That's what the passion of supporting passion of supporting a team, player, club is. Is kind of all about, and I think that's what we saw today with uh, with Memo Ochoa. All righty, definitely, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when uh, when we do uh, talk about his arrival, and you'll you'll have the inside scoop on all of that, uh, Tom. Uh, but you jumped on perfectly. We were talking Campeones Cup. Uh, Want to give your prediction or a, a few couple words in regards to tomorrow's match between Atlanta United and Club America? Uh, yeah, I think America should do it. I'd, um, you know, I'd, you know, obviously, I think, I think the turf would be great for America. Um, obviously, it's the travel. It's coming off the back of playing. You know, I was at the game in Toluca, and you know, it's tough. It's a, it's a, that's, it's a tough game. It might, not, it might not be far from Mexico City, but it really does take it out of you. So, you know, I think that's that plays against America. But I don't know. I just think America right now are just. I don't know. It's just almost like they're in the zone. You know what I mean? It's just the—it's uh, difficult to throw them out this rhythm, and, and even with all the transfers going on and everything that's going been happening, it's like Miguel Herrera has just got the team just going, just going, just going in the right direction and, and grinding out results. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I was happy to see Piti Martinez kind of—I yeah, don't know—you know—stoke the fire a little bit because. It gets a bit boring when the MLS clubs are kind of resting players for these kind of games and say, you know, you know, the league's more important. I mean, you know, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling, but uh, <laughs> I think America just about. I'm going for a one a one zero. But honestly, I, I think I don't know. Miguel Herrera obviously he has his defects, and you yeah. know, we've seen him. You know, especially when after games when he loses, he's a bad loser basically. But I mean, I think the way he's dealt with. You know this Campione's Cup and the Leeds Cup is like he set the tone, you know. And I think I think Caixinha as well at Cruz Azul, but Herrera set the tone, and and I think I really respect it because I think it's the, the MLS clubs have kind of I don't know they're just they're making excuses and stuff, and it's like Herrera said, okay, I don't know much about the competition. It might be made up. I don't know what the hell it is, but it is what it is. We're <laughs> America. There's a trophy on the line. We're going to Las Vegas, you know, or in the Campione's Cup. We lift a trophy and we want to go for all. It's like, why not? We're a medical. We're going to do that. And it's like, you know, it, that's that's the attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. His attitude sometimes isn't right. But in this case, that is what you want to hear. If you're a medical fan, that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear somebody moaning and say, oh, no, we've got to go up there. And then we've got to play more early. It's like, no, we're going to Atlanta. We're going to win a trophy. And then we're going to then Ochoa's going to maybe debut on Saturday. Like, that's what it's about. I don't know. I've, I've I've liked the way kind of I don't know the the level of interest, the hype. I mean, it's it's just it feels like a, a, you know, America's on a bit of a positive wave right now. That 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 does definitely seem to be kind of the emotion and, and feeling that a lot of American fans are, are 
are, are feeling themselves, like you said, Tom, you know, there's kind of this wave of, of, of emotions of, of, you know, positive attitude and a winning mentality. I think this is the most important part um, that Piojo keeps kind of, you know, implicating on, on, on the team. So it, it should be interesting to see. And hopefully we do get a good matchup. Hopefully we get a good game. And, you know, like like mentioned earlier, you know, if if things do go South America, then there will be a lot of backlash towards them. So I think the, they're trying to avoid as much of that as possible. So interesting. Uh, Tom's going for a 1-0 victory. I was actually going to go for a 1-0 victory also. Um, but I can see this game being a little bit tight. Um, if this game does end in a draw after 90 minutes, it goes straight to penalty. Correct, gentlemen? Well, I so. so then that means I, I mean we probably want to stay away from penalties after uh, <laughs> <laughs> after Tigres and then you know Houston but uh, we'll have to wait and see but hopefully yeah a good game and uh, you guys can catch that tomorrow on Tudene uh, at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time 7 central and uh, 8 eastern we'll uh, have you guys covered on over on Twitter if you guys for whatever reason aren't able to watch it you guys can follow it all through uh, Twitter with us over there. So, with that out of the way, I do want to talk Ochoa. I do want to talk Morelia. But before we get to that, gentlemen, uh, I briefly, briefly want to talk about the ladies and uh, what uh, what they did uh, this past uh, Saturday against Atlas. Now, Tom, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, the Liga Mekis Femenil or you, Brian, how well caught up you are in uh, the ladies' department. But... Um, Dylan, I'll throw it to you first, since uh, you kind of saw this game a little bit more. Uh, how, how did how did the girls look uh, against Atlas? You know, this is the first time they ever played I mean, each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, um, obviously it wasn't televised in the states, but I was able to find a live stream, so I caught the second half. Um, from what I was reading is a little bit about the first half, though, is that I think these two teams were pretty much going back and forth. Obviously, J.D. Gutierrez coming up with three huge saves, one of them being with that penalty stop. So props to her, you know, staying staying up and uh, uh, keeping it, you know, no going to the second half. The second half comes, you know, I, I, I still feel like it was the same way a little bit. Um, the team the team concedes a, a goal early on in the second half, but able to respond with a goal of their own. Um forgot off the top of my head who scored it but uh, this is at the same time this after they scored that goal it just this it just felt like the team was lacking still a little bit it seemed like this team wasn't really moving forward wasn't creating very many good chances like uh the atlas female team was so you know i still a, a lot of work to a lot of work to do for quay outside you know as far as what i saw especially in the second half you know uh it was a good response goal from the team off the free kick too um but at the end of the day you know just they weren't creating enough chances or they weren't getting rid very very good shots off uh, to really test the Atlas keeper uh, compared to Atlas whenever they were getting some shots off to them. Um, so lots to work on for the ladies going forward. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Munoz did exit that uh, that game early, correct? Yes, she did exit in the first half uh, about, I want to say about three to five minutes before the half ended uh, with the ankle sprain. I think it was more precautionary, uh, but I, I want to say maybe she'll come off the bench against the next game. Hopefully so, because I think America maybe uh, saw a little bit of, uh, uh, of of their play go down because of her, because she's so creative, because the way, you know, she's on the ball. And, and we saw her, what she was capable to do against Veracruz. So I, I think mm-hmm. not having her on the pitch definitely uh, hurt, the, hurt, hurt them in the long run, no? Yeah, yeah, I think so too, especially, you know, uh, Lucero actually getting about that 60, 60 to 65 minutes that I was talking about she would get against Atlas. And so, uh, you know, just that second half, though, for me, was just too quiet for her. So but I wanted to see more. But, again, I understand coming off that injury and everything. But, you know, we'll see come come around the next game. Interesting, interesting. Uh, gentlemen, anything you, uh, you guys maybe want to add on into this uh, Liga MX family? Tom? No, I mean, I don't know. I just think with the, with the Mexican-American players, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how successful, you know, someone like, Jen Munoz, if, if they start getting calls up to the national team, because I think then you know we might see a trend moving forward. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so far it's been pretty successful, no? But yeah, um, mid-table America. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. think they want to in the few in the next few weeks. But I mean, uh, you know, the, the, they're in the they're in the playoff race, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think with the league with Feminil as well, it sometimes indicates how thing how i don't know it's like how how well a club is run and sometimes you know you've seen you've seen the clubs that have done well on the men's side 
tend to do well on the women's side in general terms um, so far. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Interesting. Brian? Uh, you guys are more versed than I am in, on the ladies' <laughs> side, so I'll keep that thrown over to Dylan. Yeah, definitely. It's, <laughs> it's definitely his department uh, of, of strong suits, but uh, hopefully the ladies can pick it up. Like you said, Dylan, uh, they, what's, uh, what's their next upcoming game? The next upcoming game will be Monday at home in the Azteca against Morelia. Oh, interesting. And, and so that game will be, the the schedule is showing 7 o'clock Central Time. So 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 Eastern. Uh, most likely, maybe, will be shown on uh, Tulena, correct? Most likely. We'll see. We'll I'll see. We'll check the guide again. Yeah. Alrighty. If not, I'll find a live stream. Alrighty, as always, as we urge you guys to go and uh, tweet out hashtag Let's Go Lady Aguilas so they can f- continue to see our full support that they have over here in the United States. And uh, hopefully things start to pick up. Uh, I know they need to drastically start picking up some points and uh, what better way to do it than another home victory against Morelia. So funny enough that the ladies are going to be playing Morelia. Now America will be doing the same this week against uh, the Monarcas side of, of things out in the Estadio Azteca. But before we get to that, uh, there's a certain curly-haired goalkeeper that made his way into Mexico today. Uh, completely, completely, I think, like you mentioned, Tom, the expectation was for him to get a good crowd. I don't, I don't think he got a crowd. I think he got a mob. <laughs> if, uh, if I'm being quite honest, uh, Brian, you, you, what was your take on this? What's your take on Ochoa's return to America? Uh, it. It's a little bittersweet just because I think overall I, I would have really liked to see him play abroad. And I think he deserved to play at a big club abroad. But at the same time, you know, given his age, America is a, is a good fit now that Marchesin's gone. Um, and to be honest, when it comes to keepers, as long as he's in form, I think he's going to be able to also be a national team um, option going forward. So, yeah, it's a little bittersweet. But, I, you know, it, I'm happy to see him as long as he's happy in, at this stage in his career. Alrighty, uh, Tom. What's your take on Ochoa's return to to Las Aguilas? This uh, maybe a, a very kind of delicate subject going on right now, uh, in regards to you know Mexican players abroad coming back to, you know whether it be here or MLS. What's your take on on Ochoa's return? Yeah, I mean, I think I think a bit like Moreno. Um, I think Moreno obviously that there's certain points in the career where you think if that hadn't have happened then where would he be now you know and yeah. it's like with Moreno is the leg break in 2014 and it's like with Ochoa it's like the Clembutero you know he's about to go to PSG and then you know and then he has to struggle with Ajaxio you know and then he goes to Malaga and he thinks you know he's going to be the starter and that's you know that's his chance to show himself in La Liga and he has a bad game and Kameni comes in and just plays really well and it, you know he's, he just he didn't have that look did he Um and so, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it would have been nice to see him, to see him in the Champions League. Um, I think he's very much, uh, you know, I think he's a. We've seen in the World Cups, he's he's a tournament goalkeeper like that, and it would have been great to see him, you know, playing playing at the biggest stage. But then again, you know, he's um, what is it, four million, four million dollars a year? That's the reported kind of figure that he's going to be earning. It's like he's not going to make half that in Europe. You know, it's just. It's just—it's almost impossible to turn it down, even without this—you know—the obvious link that Ochoa has with America, with you know the fan base. It's—it goes beyond a link, you know. It's a—you uh, know—he's obviously one. Of, you know, he's a—he's a—he's a club legend, and I think that you know, you give him that much money, it's—it's it's impossible to turn down as a player. I mean, I think he's got a house here, um, and yeah, and I think you know when you know he brings it home just. Being at the airport today, and, and he walks through, and he he loved it, you know, like the fans in it. He just absolutely loved it, and it's like as a player, all the stuff you can do on field, and obviously Ochoa's had some some real highs, especially at the World Cups. Um, but then then you know that's the moment he's going to remember for all his life. And if he would have gone to Porto, or if he would have gone to, I don't know, you know. A mid-table La Liga team, you don't get that. And he comes down and he's the absolute idol, you know what I mean? And there's, there is, that that surely factors in as well, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think I think for him it was a it was a no-brainer. I mean, you can't, you, as a player, just a 34-year-old player, I just don't think you can turn down that amount of money right now. And he was going to return anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think we mentioned that too on the last podcast is you, you'd expect him to come back, but like you kind of mentioned, Brian, it was it's a, for for some it felt a bit too soon. Um, I was one of those who kind of thought maybe yeah he had maybe two more years left before maybe we start looking to to bring him back home. Uh, but the pres- uh, but the opportunity was there, you know. Yeah, but I don't think he I don't think he wanted to come back. I'm pretty sure that he didn't. His idea starting this summer after the Gold Cup was to continue in Europe. But then yeah. I think he had a contractual problem with Standard Liege. I think I think Standard Liege, from what I heard, they um, they thought they could extend his contract by a year, like kind of automatically. Mm-hmm. But Ochoa in his camp were saying that they had to do that. I believe it's the end of March. It might have been the end of May. But um, they they had to they had to kind of uh, let Ochoa know that they were going to do that by a certain date, and they didn't. So Ochoa's camp was saying, "You've not, you've not." You've not um, given us given us the um, you know you've not told us that you want to renew it so therefore we don't have a so there's a kind of dispute there as well and then you know you, you heard the Gold Cup next thing you know you know the Premier League um, transfer windows closed now you know teams are starting seasons now it's like it's not time to buy in a number one goalkeeper you know especially yeah. for the goalkeeper position I think the European clubs they want to do it as early as they can because it's just such a key position um, and, and I think you have a look round obviously I think there was Italian teams interested um, Spanish teams I mean he's, he's a good goalkeeper he's going to have offers but then you know like I said before I mean once you once the offer from America comes in that's just you know there was just no second thought about paying the fee to standard which I think was an issue for probably all the European clubs and then and then and then looking at that wage and it's like well you know what are you gonna, what are you going to do you know that's true, like you mentioned. Um, definitely, I think both parties win in this. Definitely both parties win in this. You know, you get someone like Guillermo Ochoa, who's, uh, you know, going to be a, you know, he's going to sell jerseys, he's going to sell seats, he's, he's you know, going to be a great commercial deal. But on top of that, you get a, an amazing goalkeeper. And then someone who's idolized by the fans. He knows the clubs, he knows the institution, he knows what it takes to be a player of this caliber and, and what the expectations are going to be from the get-go. So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think and, and it's what America needed. I mean, you know, you look at it and you think, you know, obviously the size of the club, the size of the club America is Edson Alvarez leaves, and you think, you know, it, there's, a, there's obviously a positive side to that, but there's also a negative side. You've lost a really, you know, and starting national team player. You know what I mean? And then you lose Marchesin, and then you lose Oribe, and you start to think, okay, what's you know what's going on? And it's like, okay, then. And America did what they needed to do. You know, they threw down the money and they said, "Okay, we're bringing a job back." And I don't know. There's something. I don't know. It just there's something. It worked. That's very something very American about that. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> you know, they're not just hiding. They're not just holding the money and saying, "Okay, right, we've made loads of money now." Right, Herrera, trying to make make the team win a championship. It's like, no, we're going to go and back. And, and you know the the interest now and, and the Mexican press down here. You look at the newspapers and it's like it's all America. The last few the last month has been all America. You know the other clubs haven't. They've not even been in there because it's all it's been all about the transfers. Then it's been all about Gio and then all about Edson and all about you know Oribe, Marchesin. And it's I don't know. It's been a you know an exciting exciting summer. But and I don't know. Sorry for rambling here, but a question for you guys. And this is my doubt. This is my doubt about what's happened in America in the last few weeks. I, I, I've got a feeling that the team, player for player, as a squad, is worse off than it was before the transfer window. So, so right, Edson since Edson left. So Gio comes in, Edson leaves. You know, if, if you go before that, the team that ended last season, I, th- I think I think the squad is worse off. That's interesting. You you mentioned that, and and that's a good point, Brian. Do, do you agree with Tom? Do you think that this this team's gotten you know sufficiently a little bit less competitive than what it was to the season prior? Well, those yeah, those are big names that left. Um, however, kind of like we mentioned earlier, I I still think that this team can hit a, a really good caliber, even with what what they have right now. But yeah, overall, you know, losing some big names like they did, that's that's going to hurt, especially Edson. I mean, he was like. He's a machine. That's 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 what I think, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that that that's a big loss. And you know, Marchesin would love the club. Um, and Uribe was you know a really really uh, reliable player. So you know, and it's going to take a little bit of time to maybe see their potent- potential. But yeah, I, I could agree with that. Right now, it's it, it looks a little worse off than it, than what it was. 
Dylan, would you agree that maybe America is now in a rebuilding process again? And, and what maybe we look to have a complete, you know, f- completed team last season. Now it looks like we're starting again, starting to build and, and, and starting to potentially maybe even make something better off it. Um, To me, to a certain to a certain extent, I mean, obviously, I think whenever you look at the talent, obviously, it, it, it has gone down a little bit, too, uh, especially with the players you brought in. Whenever you look at uh, also Fernandez, you look at... Um, um, uh, uh, Leon, Leon Lopez, and and then and everything too. Like these are the players that you know the board has said, "Hell, we're going to replace them if uh, Edson leaves, if Mateo Suribe leaves." And obviously, like we're not really looking into buying anyone right now either. I know, I know, on the radar too has been Kaku, but I I really don't see that happening. I think it's just some smoke right now that's going to blow over. But you know, I think this team really can, like Ryan said, really hit the track running and really go and go in uh um and just put the gas on the pedal i really think it can but again it all it starts down with the players too because we've have we've had we said time and time again that this team has talent so sometimes it doesn't really seem like they tap into it but if the players know what institution they're playing for then then they know you know every every game is going to have to be a win you know they they should know that it's nothing less than that oh yeah definitely Definitely. But I think you do make a, a very good point, Tom, in, in regards to mm-hmm. that, that this is a, this is definitely a weaker team uh, on paper. But if the players can continue to perform and if Miguel Herrera can get the best out of them, uh, the team could potentially be just as good as last year's if uh, if, if everyone can get yeah. uh, on the right track. Definitely. 100%. You know, I'm not saying it's a team that can't challenge for the mm-hmm. title. I think I think 100%. Um, but... But it is it is something. It's weird because because of, because it's Ochoa's coming because Giovanni has come in, and I think especially the Mexican press hasn't analysed that side of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but but I think I think it's another challenge for Miguel Herrera, and I think the early early signs, you know, watching him against Toluca, watching him a couple of weeks ago um, against was it Tijuana, no? Um, they struggled a little bit at the start, but um, but you know the signs are good. You know what I mean? I think I think there's more pressure on Roger Martinez now, obviously with Nico Nico Castillo injured. I think there's some pressure on Gio now. You know, I think Gio has to find some form as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Herrera needs to find that balance again. You know, that, especially in the midfield because he was, you know, last season it was kind of Edson and and Guido Rodriguez, and then you put Aguilera and and Valdez over there. Well, and and it's that's such a solid four players in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then obviously that switched up. They started playing Oribe there, and then you know, and then now Cordova's come in, and Cordova for me is is you know I don't know he's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, watching him live has been I don't know when when he played on the wing, I didn't I didn't really see it. You can see obviously you can see he's you know he's talented player something, but you're like, as he got that kind of X factor, you know, and then he plays in the cent- when he's played in the centre midfield, I'm like, I can see it, you know what I mean? He's he, he's good, he's good technically on the ball. He he chases, you know, he chases down well. It's, you know, I don't know. He, he's really kind of put his hand up and said, "I want this position." You know, don't you don't need anybody else? I'm here. I'm from the youth team. You know, put me in. And I think I think that's been amazing as well over the last couple of weeks. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll have to wait and see whether or not this team can gel in that form. And, you know, players like Cordova will have an important role to play. And hopefully they can step up to the plate. Uh, they know exactly, you know, who they're going to be compared to. But, you know, it's their own opportunity to create their own story, to, you know, create their own path. And hopefully the kid can, can showcase for it. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. So moving off the subject of Ochoa and the team itself, let's move and dive into the upcoming game in which we'll actually get to see hopefully Guillermo Ochoa in action and the rest of the team. And that's Saturday's matchup against Morelia. So what could we expect from this game? I know it's a little bit far out because, you know, you have Campeones Cup uh, tomorrow and you don't really know what's going to happen there. But, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, forecast a little bit into the future. First question off the bat for everyone is, does Guillermo Chuck get to start? And I'll throw it to you first, uh, Dylan. Um, I, I would, I would think so. You know, when there's some reports too that looks like Piojo's uh, ready to kind of concern to line up. I mean, I, I know we kind of talked about this too, especially after Marchesin left. You know that he did that. Oscar Jimenez, whenever he'd come in and step in, he's not really going to have that bond with the, that back line. Uh, that Marchesin had with them. I know when we talked about whenever the back line make a mistake, Marchesin, in, in a way, would, you know, get on them, you know, but he can, he knows what to expect from the back line because he knows um, how talented they could be and how and what the standard really is. But, you know, 
it's just it's just where well, 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 Ochoa really have that hiccup with the back line is he really has he ever, I mean he just arrived today you know can he he hasn't really met other players you know how can he gel with that back line how could he communicate communicated with the team is my question at this early point early point in the early point with his arrival now I can see it I can see it I can see it uh what about you Brian I, I think I I think we could see Ochoa playing. Uh, against Modelli, I mean, look, look, look what happened with Marchesin. They signed him. He, he's they threw him right in. So I could see same thing happen with Ochoa. That's that's why they brought him in. Uh, get right and start playing. I, I think I think we could see him. Tom, do you see Memo starting as well? Um, I'm on the fence. I mean, I think it. You know, there's this there's that rumor, the the story about him having that kind of little injury. Um, over in Belgium, I'm not sure how true it was, you know, because obviously he wanted to leave the club. You know, he was picked to training, so if he was there on the training field, I imagine that he was, you know, he's he's, he's fine. And I think Memo Ochoa will just want to start playing. I, I don't think he'll want to be sitting out. But on the other side, it's kind of you look at what Miguel Herrera has done with Gio, and it's you know, is it worth rushing him in there? You know, he only arrived on Tuesday afternoon. You know, he's only going to, you know, the players are basically not going to train. They'll train. You know they'll, they'll they'll warm down on Thursday and then they'll train, you know, on on Friday. Just kind of you know they won't do much between between the game against Atlanta and and Morelia. So it's like will Herrera just be like okay, we're just going to get through this week and then let's go next week and see if see if we take um over to uh, over to Houston. So I don't know. I, I I'd say yeah, I'd lean on the yes side, uh, but I'm, I I wouldn't say hundred percent. I think maybe it's just because it's a goalkeeper, then you're more more inclined to that yes than anything. But um, if it was an outfield player, I, I think nine times out of ten, you automatically assume it wouldn't be right away. But since he is Ochoa, since he is, uh, you know, the kind of golden boy for this season in regards to America's uh, campaign, I, I I could see him definitely starting as well. But we'll have to wait and see. I, I think um, they'll, they'll most likely ask Piojo about it tomorrow after the game. And he may or may not have an answer. We'll have to wait and see. But it should be interesting to see how, how Piojo does manage the situation. I think you're right, Tom. The way he's managed the Geo situation, I think it's been good. And uh, we'll see whether he takes the same approach for uh, for Memo. But um, in regards to the game itself, uh, how, how do you how do you see this game for for America, Brian? Do you do you think this is uh, one one of those games in which you think, oh, it's it's just Morelia or? Do you really have to sit back, sit and think? Okay, what what does America need to do to walk away with three points? No, I mean, if you go into the game thinking hey, it's Morelli, I mean that's that's you know worst case scenario. Then uh, this is this team can fight. I mean, they had a, they had a tough game against Monterrey. It took a you know a golazo from Layun to to give Monterrey the win. So I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on this team at all. That I think this can be a, a really hard fought game. Depending on what happens on Wednesday, you know. America might still have a little bit of a hangover from you know if, if they win, uh, it's possible. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Morelia is actually going to come, uh, you know, bring bring some uh, some heat to America. Interesting, Tom. How, how do you see Morelia coming into this game against against America? Yeah, I think I think it's one of those games that you just put down three three points for America, not at home, you know. And I think especially I think this is where if if Ochoa is playing as well, I just think it's a massive boost. You know, and I think not just for Ochoa, but it's for the fans, it's for the rest of the players. It's kind of, it's, and I think that's going to help America because on paper, this is a game for me where it could be a slip up because of the things we've mentioned. You know, Toluca, then you play, then you fly to Atlanta, and then you, um, you know, and, and then next week you play in, playing in Houston. And so, yeah, but I think, I think the Ochoa factor is, you know, again, just up the kind of excitement that's surrounding the club. Um, and yeah, I can see, I can see, I can see America. I don't know, winning, winning pretty comfortably. I think Morelli have been pretty decent, but I don't know. I honestly, I think the league in general is is a gap widening now between the the bigger clubs and the you know and some ones that. And I think Morelia are one of those teams that maybe don't have the money, um, you know, to compete at the top end of the table right now. Well, interesting enough, they are winning right now in uh, against uh, Sonora. So, it's uh, in the Copa Mekis. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, how Morelia comes out and, and plays against uh, America. But I think more interesting enough is how will America deal 
with this game. Like you mentioned, like all of you mentioned, it's it's coming off a game against Atlanta where you, you know you might just be a little bit hungover. Uh, you, you know, you might just have a little bit of tired legs. But that's the thing. That's the thing. This whole month, you you have you're gonna run into that same issue because, like like Tom mentioned, you know you have you know Leagues Cup next week, and then you know on top of that you have to go and you have to play again against Tigres in the World Cup, and then again a midday week match following that. So it's 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 really whether or not America's preseason is gonna pay off and, <laughs> and whether or not they're ready for for this kind of demand. But uh, again, I guess one of one of those things you know when you're like. Dylan mentioned El Mas Grande, you're going to run into these kind of situations. So now the real question is, does America have the depth and, and the squad to be able to deal with these type of games? You know? Right. So it be interesting to see. Um, so what's your uh, what's your take on, on, on this, Dylan? What's your prediction for uh, for Saturday's game against Morelia? No, I mean, like, I mean, like, like Tom said, too, if you look at if you look at on paper, you know, this is obviously a win for America. But, you know, it's just. We haven't really seen the prettiest of sides of America lately. Uh, the traveling, like Tom was mentioning too, so um, it's, it's just what what America are we gonna get out come Saturday? Um, like I said, you know, in the first twenty minutes, we could probably figure figure it out. You know, whether this team's gonna take it to Morelia, you know, maybe get an early goal, and even then, you know, sometimes this, this team can sit back after they get that goal, or you know, are they keep their foot on the pedal, you know, go for a little more, and you know, could put the game away a little early. Yeah, definitely. What's your scoreline prediction? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a 2-0 win for Medica. 2-0 win, interesting. Brian, what's your take on this game and prediction? I think it's going to be kind of similar to Sunday. Um, not in terms of them waiting for Morelli to bring them the game, but I think it's going to take a little bit of a you know a heroic goal. I think it's going to be a 1-0 for Medica. Interesting. Tom, your uh, your prediction for, uh, for Saturday's game? I think I think three three zero. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I can see America winning pretty pretty comfortably. <laughs> but the um, yeah, I think the other interesting thing is you know about about you know the next few ga- few games and weeks for America is you know I think I think they've got six games in sixteen days yes. from now till the end of the month. It's like you know, and, and they've already you know they all, that sorry so it'll be seven games in what twenty days or. 19 days or whatever. I mean, that, it's impossible to play the same 11 and not rest players. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume. So it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how Piojo, you know, he's not a guy who's known for his kind of, you know, uh, rotations and stuff, but you'd assume that at that point he's, he's going to have to change things up. So it's going to be interesting to see when and how he does that and, and whether this weekend could be, you know, could, could be that game. Yeah, I, I could see it happening. You know, maybe channeling his uh, inner Osorio and see what he's able to he's able to, to do in regards to that team and rotating. So, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, Tom, for the big win for America through now, I'm going a bit more conservative. I'm I'm saying these boys are going to be a little bit fatigued, so I'm I'm going one nil for America. Be a little bit conservative, but uh, either way, still a victory would be exactly what America needs, especially at home. That's like you mentioned, Tom expected and 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 demanded at this point. So it should be interesting to see you guys catch that game. It's gonna be a late game too. Interesting enough, uh, it's gonna be at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central and uh, 10 Eastern for our friends over there in the East Coast. So you guys can catch that game live on through the internet. And also, if you guys for whatever reason are not gonna be able to catch it because you're at your cousin's quinceanera, you guys can follow us on. Uh, Twitter at Resaca America US and keep up to date with everything going on in that match and what potentially could be Ochoa's home debut in uh, in his return to Las Aguilas de la America. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Anything else you guys want to add on before we close out the show? No, I think we hit it no. all. All right, all good. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on to the show. We've uh, always wanted to have you on, and it's a it's, it's it's special to have someone like you to to come on and you know. Give us your analysis and everything. No, thanks for the invite. Much appreciated. And yeah, I mean, obviously being in, you know, I've been living here in Mexico City now three weeks, four weeks. So, you know, I'm going to the America games more now. So it's uh, <laughs> it's good to, it's good to, I don't know, to be, you know, watching them live and stuff is, uh, I don't know, it gives you, a, I don't know, it gives you a different perspective as well. And, you know, than when I was watching them back in, back in Guadalajara. 
definitely. <laughs> Tom over here making us all jealous. Not only is he reminding us that he's in Mexico City, but he gets to watch America live. How's uh, how's the food <laughs> over there, by the way? It's, yeah, it's good. I've been uh, pleasantly surprised. So obviously in Guadalajara, there's you know there's a, a stigma about Mexico City, yeah. so it's pretty um, you know getting used to it. And no, it's good though. Yeah, it's good. It's busy, a lot going on. But I mean that's you know that's a positive. You know the federations here. You know you got three three of the biggest clubs are here. So it's uh, I feel like it's uh, it's been a good move so far. Definitely, definitely. Well, Tom's making the move from Torta Hogadas to Bambasos. Uh, so <laughs> wishing the best of luck over there and uh, hopefully get to see you soon again and uh, always hard at work. No, thanks a lot. All righty. Brian, as always, thank you so much for coming on, like I mentioned, and, and reaffirm best friend of the podcast over here, always coming on. Always love the insights that you come and bring. So thank you so much for uh, for jumping on, man. No, thank, thanks for having me, guys. I had a good time. Awesome, awesome. Dylan, as always, it's a pleasure, always. Yeah, man. No, thanks for having me. Alrighty. If you guys haven't already seen on your screens, you guys can find these guys on Twitter, uh, and their Twitter handle is right there. Uh, you guys can follow Mr. Tom Marshall at Mexico World Cup. Brian, you guys can find him at Brian RMW. And for our very own Cowboy Dan, you guys can find him at uh, uh, Dylan or DYL underscore J14. Uh, that is all for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for coming out. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys very, very soon. As always, uh, and as mentioned, make sure you guys do follow us on all our social media platforms. And make sure you guys listen to our in-depth preview of tomorrow's Campeones Cup with uh, the uh, Home Before Dark podcast in which the Atlanta United folks help us preview that uh, preview that game as well. So uh, without further ado, gentlemen, thank you so much. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Uh, we'll be talking to everyone very, very soon. And until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night.